fuck the police. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it goes deeper than the police at this point, man. Okay, so I started listening up for the people like okay, it's just fuck the police, fuck the government, fuck Brian Pastor, fuck, fuck the man, fuck the man, <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. Oh, what else did I say? Fuck the cat. Okay, that's the last one. Nah, the cat's not cool. The cat's cool. The cat didn't do shit. The cat's cool. But yeah. Fuck the empire. Fuck the empire. Yeah, just fuck everything. Fuck all of that shit. This is one of those movies that made you guys really, uh, really faithful in the institutions that exist in the world, doesn't it? Surprised me. This movie didn't even surprise me at all with everything that happened. Mm-hmm. I, was I think like, that was, yeah, that was I, the part jaded. that really got to me. <laughs> no, I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, wow, this I is super yeah. relevant to today. I legitimately thought that he was going to get executed at the end. And yeah. I was quite surprised when he didn't, actually. Yeah. Because that would just be... I, I expected him to be like a martyr. Right. And like it'll spark oh. change and everything will be fine and we'll sing Kumbaya and we'll reform the system. Ha jokes on you, shit still the like, same. How it many is years? 2020. It, nothing like this happened in the last time has changed a bit. <laughs> Since the, this happened thirty years ago, nothing's changed. Nothing changes. I but, uh, uh now they even skip the death row part, you know, they just kill you in the streets, so <laughs> Yeah. That's that's another thing I kind of wanted to mention, and I get, I will get deeper into it. But mm-hmm. death row is that that there's a reason the government should not have the power to legally kill you. It's, it's just that simple, right? Because that that's too much power. Mm-hmm. That 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 is, as the movie points out, a direct descendant of lynching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just as fancy yes. a way to lynch black people. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just this is one in nine people in death row. I we're in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's... actually a really disturbing statistic, and is single-handedly the best argument against it. Because most mm-hmm. people are like, "Well, what about the really bad people?" Well, yeah, but what if you're getting an innocent guy? One, in... mm-hmm. well, if one in nine is proven innocent, yeah, yeah. How many people aren't? Yeah, that's that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Very big question. It's I'm okay. I was gonna say I'm a big supporter of like not I think they're not work camps, but like Oh wait, so concentration are, camps? Not yeah. concentration camps, but like um like late like labor. Like for especially with like labor. lesser yeah, prison labor with like lesser fel like for lesser felonies, like not saying we should have a murderer yeah. digging ditches. But so like what you're describing you, is the modern think, day prison industrial system yeah where... i think it sounds good in concept but once the moment you incentivize the state to put people in jail bad mm-hmm. things happen yes so like look at the u.s which has the highest incarceration rate mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. why where do they get that cheap labor from prisoners yeah it's a new form of slavery mm-hmm. literally you just gotta get, catch a guy smoking marijuana and you can put him to work for life yeah like oh 25 years for smoking weed 25 years. That's kind of fucked up. 25 years. That's more than kind of fucked up. That is really fucked up. That is absolute lunacy. Like, and there's still people who are in prison right now because of that. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. already been legalized. And it's legalized, and some dude is out there making billions of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part, though. Every single person who argues with, whoa, at the time it was illegal. It's illegal to smoke a plant. It's illegal to smoke a plant. Is that the argument to put someone in prison for 25 years? This, this is land of the free, by the way. Land mm-hmm. of the free, the American dream, and all that bullshit. You know the most fucked up thing about weed, though? One of the arguments to make weed illegal was that if your wife smokes weed, she's going to go want to love the black man, the African mm-hmm. man. That's why we yeah. should make weed illegal. That's fucked up. She won't That's be so fucking wound up tight. And you're supposed spot. I'm even dumb. I'm even toning it down because we are on a podcast, a university podcast, so I can't even use the exact right. words they use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah no I this is just something that honestly things like this and then you you hear some dumbass person coming to tell you oh like it's not that bad anymore or like it's not that you know, bad. It's not that, or like, you know, something about like, oh, well, like, we're not all bad. You know, there's some good people. And I'm like, I, I get that. And like, yes, I agree with you. There's some good people, but that doesn't negate. It's just more like the, this isn't about you at this it's, point. Like, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. we're not all bad, but like, but like, when one of you guys is bad, it's like the whole, all the whole group is bad. You know, I'll put it this way: If you support a system that generalizes in the way that you claim not to, mm-hmm. you're a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> the dude, the fucking prosecutor in this movie, when he was like, I, "But I'm not racist," I'm like, "No, fuck you, you are. Yeah, mm. you actually are." Yeah. I am really tired of handholding people who are like, "I'm not racist." No, you fucking are. <laughs> you just don't realize. The thing is, yeah. Some, yeah, some people, I don't know. It's kind of like a self, um convincing mechanism where people are so convinced that they're not racist but they never just take a step to just like look at their actions or just like look at the words look, look at what they yeah. do they're not exactly. self-aware that's the problem right even like the slightest of like and i know cbc had the thing in canada as well where they just went to random malls and had people to take the are you racist it was based off of scientific thing right where like they show you a bunch of eyes and stuff like that like facial features and whatever but like they don't show you the full face or whatever yeah. And they even tell you just like by it, what you're instinctively biased towards, like already, mm-hmm. right? And then you have a lot of people being like, "Huh, like that? That's that's not right." I have a lot of black friends, right? I have a lot of like indigenous friends, oh, I but it's like, well, cl- yeah, but it's like clearly this is your this is like what you 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 favor over the other, right? They do yeah. like they they have you answer a bunch of questions first. Um, and then they do the actual like you know instinct like it's kind of like when you're just tapping squares and things like that mm-hmm. but you have to do it really quickly right? and, that's, and it that's just shows you i know i was gonna say that's the part where i kind of break with this line of thinking is mm-hmm. i don't think you should shame people for their uh subconscious biases um mm-hmm. but they, you should definitely like bring awareness to it right and yeah. try and make them conscious of it mm-hmm. but Teach. the moment you start shaming people for that it backfires right well, so see, and like that's a line that's a... has to be drawn like the thing is is like my thing with that is like i don't want to say their preferences but like the subconscious um like when you grow up like say like there's that theory that you always end up marrying someone and she's gone she's gone (laughs) i mean 
I I understand where she was going, but we'll let her finish. Hopefully, if she oh, gets yeah. back on. <laughs> She's usually back within a minute. Yeah. Um, I was eventually. I w- are we still rolling? We're still rolling. Right? Yes, we're still recording. Come on. Yes, I would still like to mention how did this movie not make it to you know like the Oscars were were so good at pandering to all of their feel good like. Hollywood taking off Hollywood. Yeah, Green Book. The white man realizes that racism is bad. Yeah, this is clearly the kind of film that should be winning an Oscar. I'm gonna be honest. Like, Joker was great. All of those were great, but this this is what film is supposed to be for. This is so relevant today. This is Oscar bait. I'm sorry. It was it was Oscar bait. I'm sorry, bro. Parasite though. No, no, yeah. par- no. Parasite was good. I'm like Parasite should have. Parasite, Parasite won what it was supposed to win. I just mean this movie. Like in my opinion, I like. I think compared to something like I would kick out Ford versus Ferrari and put this movie in. Have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? I have seen it. I would. Uh-huh. I would kick out the Irishman and put this. movie Whoa, in. the Irishman was yeah. really great though. I. I you did like it, but I fucking love the Irishman. Yeah. I think the Irishman was great. So, but it's just, I don't know, man. You know, I know the Oscar beta. I know, I know, I don't know what Pam was about to say, like something about your biases and who you're gonna marry. Mm-hmm. It's it just I was gonna say, like you know how there's that theory where it's like you uh, marry someone who looks like your father or mother or has similar traits to your father or mother. Mm-hmm. Isn't that that what you might that Floyd not Floyd's um La- Oedipus complex? Yes, that's it. That um, I feel like maybe that subconsciously plays a role, like when like people go around asking, "Do you prefer this versus this?" Like when you mm-hmm. grow up in like a white centric, say a white centric household where both parents are white, versus like if you have both parents of color ver- or versus a mixed race household, I feel like that has some bearing on the subconscious. Yeah, um, like your subconscious decisions a little bit. I, I like how you. For it brought that up because literally when you google that there's a scientific paper called oedipus complex complex wrecked uh by psych- psychological by it's a psychological it's a psych paper essentially that came oh, out really? in 2009 yes um which i agree with because i honestly think that's bullshit if you have a white dad and a white mom but you grew up in a neighborhood where there was proper like you met people who were of different races and different nationalities you will not have that complex definitely mm-hmm. not right so it's just more or less like you do have that you know um subconscious whatever like when you're growing up everyone around you is white or whatever mm-hmm. but the paper did recommend i can send you guys the link after the paper yeah, did that- say that um ultimately it comes to a point of personal conviction or personal decision to mm-hmm. choose if you want to go that route that your parents went through or not and where true societal change comes is when you dis- like you, you obviously learn from your parents' experiences, but you build upon that, and that's how progress is made, mm-hmm. right? If everyone continues to do what their mom did or what their dad did, that's where you have cases like this, where people are just taught to believe that we should keep our bloodline pure and we should always be white and you know, then you end up having kids who are racist for no reason, and you're like, "Where did this come from?" I mean, so, racist for it, no reason. We know the yeah. reason where it comes from. Yeah, but you you get what I mean, right? You have yeah. that, and you're like, "Where did this come from?" And it's like, well, clearly, you've grown up your child in a predominantly white environment. You haven't exposed them to the different races that are around. 
they've probably gone to school that is also predominantly white where they've made friends with other kids who push that motive where like oh that one black kid is so out of place let's make fun of them and they grow mm -hmm. up with that right so yeah. i just think personally it's a personal choice yeah i'm gonna cut off this discussion because the code opening is getting long i yeah. don't mm -hmm. think just making more having more people of color in one place is going to fix racism in this world we have to tear no. down these institutions and these systems mm -hmm. that oppress people of color and other minorities right yeah. and mm -hmm. as my final point before we go into this movie as Michael Chase said, isn't it kind of fucked up that we had 400 years of slavery, right? Slavery ended, and like, hey, this shit lasted for 400 years, it still affects us. And people being like, oh, get over it, get over it, you can forget about that. But as soon as you say 9-11, it's like, never forget. Yep. So yeah. that shit, let's yeah, start yeah. the show. Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. A very angry black man named Uchi Sumaka. A very apathetic white dude named Michael Novakshinov. And Pam Hinchard. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I just being contrary, Uchi. Don't be too upset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Actually, no, be upset. I, I want to feed this fire. Yeah, um, the Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that um focuses on you know either host or uh, guest handpicked films based off of plot cinematography casting and style so we review those um all the opinions that we have on the films that we review are solely based off of ours and our guests on the show however we don't have a guest on the show um i wish we had a guest for this one specifically uh this would have been good this would have been good with the <laughs> the hell is that, Pam? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I bumped my cup on my table here. Oh my goodness! Don't do that shit. Um, <laughs> Scare me like the police outside my door. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. On this. That's episode, the cops knocking Uchi. I say you should have heard Uchi's uh, comment when my mic kept dropping before we were recording. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> Can I continue? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, not allowed. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the 2019 film Just Mercy. Uh, Just Mercy is a 2019 American legal drama film directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. And it stars Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, Rob Morgan, Tim Blake Nelson, Rafe Spall, Karen Kendrick, and Brie Larson. It tells the true story of Walter McMillan, who, with the help of uh, young defense attorney Brian Stevenson, appeals his murder conviction. Uh, the film is based on the memoir of the same name, so Brian Stevenson, and the screenplay was actually written by Stevenson as well. Um, it premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, good job Tiff, on September 6, 2019. This even premiered before all of the Hollywood Bait movies premiered. And it still didn't get recognized. And it was theatrically released by Warner Brothers Pictures on the 25th of December. Hmm. Um, the film received positive re reviews from critics. And Jamie Foxx received a nomination for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Supporting Role 
in the at the 26 Screen Actors Guild Awards. Um, and Jamie Foxx is on record after um, Oscar So White, uh, the Oscar So White thread asked him how he felt that Justin Mercy didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And Jamie Foxx said, and I quote, we, we don't care anymore. Those awards are just for the white people to give to themselves. We're not, we don't make movies for awards anymore. So uh, clearly, Jamie, yeah. Come yeah, on, bro. So Jamie Foxx, I, I would say that's what a lot of black um, people in the film industry, that's the stance that a lot of them have taken. And I'm proud of that, actually. Because you ask people like Tyler Perry or all those other ones, he's like, I don't make movies for them. I don't make movies for white people. I make it for us. So it's gotten to a point now where Oscar is so white, we're just leaving it. Be white. We're it's finding that with also with music, too. Yeah. You know, that's the so, best part, though. How are we going to be like, oh, the Oscars are not just mercy? When the last time a movie about, let's say, racial themes won, which was color. Coloring books or green book? It was green book. It was green coloring book. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. But you know the message of that? You know the message of that movie was? Wow, the white man learns that racism is bad. I say, wasn't the other one like the help? Yes, the help as well. Something like that. There was driving Miss Daisy at some point that also won an Oscar. And what was that about? about? uh, Wow, a white woman who realized that her black driver was a real human being, apparently. Yeah. Oh my god. So, racism is so profound. Yeah. Racism is so bad. Daisy was like, hold on, I'm actually gonna look that up. What was it the seventies or eighties? If this movie wanted an Oscar, all it had to do was make Michael B. Jordan's character white. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes, that's the truth. No, no, no. Yeah. Not even make Michael B. Jordan's character white. Make um Bree Lawson's character the main character. Yeah. yeah, that's that's even better actually. Yes, um, that's why this movie forget. needed a good old white savior to come save the poor black man. I think oh, the yeah. last movie actually, and it's a good thing I looked this up. Um, other than Green Book, this was 2017 that actually got Oscar nominated was Mudbound. Who guess what? White savior and it, oh, it's the white savior. White man realizes because yeah, so it was Mudbound. Um and uh, I, you guys know how I felt about Mudbound. It angered me to my very core because I was like, "Nope, this is no, no." A, a black man's happy ending is not him being like getting his tongue cut off and going all the way back to Germany to see his mixed race son who he can't talk to anymore because he was friends with the white man's son. Apparently, it just was also convoluted. And they're like, "Oh, this is a happy ending," and I was like, "Fuck you, Oscars. That's not a happy ending." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I got super pissed with that, but yeah. So, <sighs> For fuck's sake, let's talk about Just Mercy. Yes, so, uh, Just Mercy, let's, I guess, initial thoughts. We're going to start with that. All right. Fine. Yeah. You know what, I'll go first. Just Mercy is a weird movie where I can critique this movie, like, say, if we're doing a Star Wars movie or a fucking How to Train Your Dragon movie, right? Because the truth of this movie is this movie exp- don't even expose systematic racism. Systematic racism has always existed. We all know it exists, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nothing in this movie surprised me. Nothing in this movie... I, yes, this movie made me angry at times by the illogic that some of these fucking good, honest cops were using to bring justice to this community. That shit did not surprise me at all, right? This movie just showed that this shit happened then, it's still happening today, it's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, maybe this movie is made for people to see, for more people to see the injustice that exists in this world. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And like for that, this movie did its job well. It is no, there's no me being like, oh, but the plot and characters, because that's not what this movie is about. This movie is not about this tightly written plot. This movie is not about these, like these characters. These characters are real people that mm-hmm. happened to something. They are real people. One of them just got released in 2013. 2015. Not, that long. not 2013. 2015. 2015. 2015. That's not even that long ago. This motherfucker was on death row since the 90s. Mm-hmm. For a crime he did not commit. He didn't commit. He was proven innocent. Yeah. And you know the most frustrating part though? He was on that for 30 years. 30 years. Any day the court said, hey, this is your last year of life. Yep. The fuck? He's living with that uncertainty that he'll ever actually get to just... Man. He's just a be true. We ever prove huh. that he's a true instant man? Because you know what? He's an instant man, right? But you know this guaranteed sound out there who's like, nope, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. What about the fucking ja- the Central Five? I'm going off topic. The Central Five, the most powerful man in America, fucking Donald Trump, the president, still don't believe that the Central Five is innocent. Mm-hmm. So that just lets you know how I feel about this movie. This movie, Meanwhile, I'm angry about. He's gotten away with so many things as president, and I'm just like, what the actual fuck? Like, he should not be president right now with the number of things he's done. He should go to prison as soon as his term is over. But if here's the, the truth. system was... Oh, my God. Here's the truth. This, yeah. The system is not equal. The system does not help us. It favors the rich, old, white man. Mm-hmm. And that's my initial thoughts about this movie. Movies did its job of telling people that the world is fucked up and we have to make changes. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go. Um, I'm not equipped to review this movie. I will be upfront about that. Um, my skill, if it is, even is skill, in picking apart sort of movies and stories and whatnot doesn't apply to this for all the reasons Uchi mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sort of general take on it is that it was good. It, For what it wanted to do, it did its job well. Um, and... I need to state that I, while I do like, I basically politically agree with everything that this movie was trying to say, right? Like, against the death penalty, racism is bad, etc., etc. That doesn't change the fact that my enjoyment and my interest does not lie in this sort of like type of movie, this type mm-hmm. of cinema, or whatnot. Um, I tend to keep this more focused on like news stuff and we'll call it like political analysis. That's right. where I get all my information from this and have watching a movie about it. I did not enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I can acknowledge that this movie did its job well, but I don't really enjoy watching these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. So if you're into crime dramas and court dramas and you want to either ex- like be exposed to the message or you agree with the message, or hell, even if you disagree with the message but enjoy the genre, it is a good watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do agree with it. But I didn't like it on a personal level. But it was technically well executed. Right. That's my take. I I personally think, like you said, like it's okay, like you know, with the whole this isn't really your genre. That's totally fine. Um, but you did watch it, right? And I appreciate that because I feel like <laughs> this is the kind of movie that I don't know. People just need to see. Um, even if you like, cause I feel like watching the news and everything is slightly different from actually seeing, cause this is real. This was, this entire screenplay was written by the guy who experienced all of this. 
And that's exactly why I say I wasn't equipped to deal with this movie because I understand that it was real. And Mm -hmm. that kind of negates any kind of criticism you can throw at it from a structural standpoint, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it is based totally on the contents of what happened in the message. And mm-hmm. it stops wholly being a movie at that point, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and that, because of that, I don't want to level certain criticisms at it that I would otherwise right. have. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's it, kind of where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Uh, for me, it, I've, I don't know, with, with movies that involve, you know, black people or racial prejudice or political systems gone wrong, right? Um, like I said earlier, like uh, most of our listeners listening in or even you guys know that I've gone through a range of emotions when it comes to this. I've gone through anger. I've gone through numbness. I've gone – this time me watching it, the scene where Herbert dies, I shit you not. I teared up a bit because I was like, this is so real. And it just, the fact that like, you know, even camera wise, the fact that Michael B. Jordan's character, Brian was the only person who just who shook when Herbert was killed. And all the other white people were just watching like it was yeah, just, just another day, you know? And it just, it, it, it reminded me of situations where, I mean, I could, I could bring this up now. I'm part of the um, uh, the Manitoba Wildlife Chapter, right? Um, a couple of years ago, me and two other friends, my friends Jade and Jeremy, we went um, up to, was it Clear Lake? I think that's where it was, for the getaway uh, for the Wildlife Society. Um, and I, I, I was the only black guy there. I was the only, I wasn't, I was one of, only two minorities there. I was there, and then my friend, my Cantonese friend Layla was there as well. So we were the only two visual minority, like visible minorities. Everyone else was just Canadian white. Um, and I remember how everything started to change. Where even when it comes to something as much as they had a social, everyone's dancing, everyone's having a good time. I'm just with my friends, you know, talking about random things, animals, birds, what the hell. And someone walks up to me and they're like, I'm sorry, you're the only black person here, you know? And, and I'm just like, okay, why are you sorry? You know? And then she goes and she sings something about, well, this music sucks. Uh, you should take over. You should be the DJ. I'm having these other white guys kind of like push me around being like, Hey man, like, you know, whatever they play, uh, beer, beer pong or something. No, they play never ever ever. Sorry. That's what they play. And one of them goes ahead and says, never have I ever been a black guy, you know, and I'm the only black guy there. I have not said a word to anyone so far, except the two people I came there with. They came out looking for me and I was, Jade will tell you this, Jeremy will tell you this. It was a three hour ride back to Winnipeg. I did not say, they could tell I was visibly pissed. I did not say a word. And they both remember that, right? Even till today. And that that moment even changed Jade's approach to racism in like just in general. It like Jade before that getaway and now is a completely changed person because she experienced that with me. So what angers me with that related to this movie is it was so accurate in showing how those little instances, you know, the girl at the protest on Friday talked about how when she was younger, two white boys uh, used the 
the N-word on her and then shoved her into a swimming pool when she was a kid. And she still remembers that. She remembers, she remembers how it haunted her, right? The white people who did it, they don't care. The dude who probably did that, he probably went home, had a few beers, and, like, got on his truck and, with, and like, went away with his hillbilly-ass girlfriend or something and, like, had a good time. He didn't know what he did. And that's what angers me, where it gets to a point where society is so numb to how much it hurts people that it those people are just forced to just keep their anger and keep everything suppressed, which is why probably what's going on right now is going on because people are just tired of suppressing things anymore. Like I'm tired straight up. So it's like you keep getting those, which is why whenever I have, you know, what, like when I'm talking about racism or something and some white person's like, well, we're not all bad. Like the, my first reaction to that is, huh? Like, say that again one more time and then if they say it again i'll be like really interesting so go ask your grandpa what he thinks about black people all black people let's hear what he has to say you know what i mean so it's ah man that's all i have to say this movie was too real for me it my heart dropped so many times i it wasn't even it got to a point where it just wasn't even like you said it wasn't a movie anymore it just it felt too real and like after watching it even I took five minutes just to be like, I need to gather myself because this, it was a lot to take in for sure. Yeah. And maybe even you can, it, I was yeah. going to say, like, maybe you can sort of uh, give that, to give the movie credit for that is how it didn't uh, come off as sort of melodramatic. It actually sort of captured the weight of the situation properly. Right. Um, that is definitely something it was very successful at doing just on a mm-hmm. pure technical level. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. And I appreciate how it ended, too, with the whole, you know, it shows that black unity, black power, you know, the both of them um, in front of the U.S. Senate when they're making their appeal, um, you know, and they have the little fist bump at the end, too. And that that made me feel good. Honestly, watching that, I was like, that could be anyone. That could be me and Uchi talking to the Senate. That could be, you know, two other black guys that we know talking to the Senate. Like, it just made me it made me feel a certain way that, okay, maybe we can try to make changes. And, you know, some of us, because even in the face of that, Brian Stevenson was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm still going to keep fighting. I'm going to make that 60 minute video and whatever. And that motivates me because we need more people like that. Like it's, it's so easy to lose faith and just, you know, it, it would have been so easy, easy for Jamie Foxx's character to just go, Hey, you know what? It's over. Like I'm ready to die because so many times his hope, had been crushed you know mm-hmm. and it's so easy for you to just give up but i you know i like that that message that you know just just keep trying because what's you know if you stop you're you're probably just gonna die like you just can't stop trying and yeah that's the that's the ultimate message i get from this like it's more like if you stop trying you're just gonna just fall by the wayside and which is why what's happening is happening now because people are gonna keep trying and they're gonna keep fighting and it's not going to go down. It's not about yeah. keep trying anymore. It's we're going to do it. Yeah. We're not stopping until this revolution is fucking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... You mean when they elect uh, Joe... Just shoot him in the leg, not the heart. Biden. <laughs> He's going down too. Mm. The political system is crashing. We're going to make actual changes. We're going to defund the fucking police. All right, Pam, your take. Okay, so like I said earlier, like I kind of feel like I have, I don't have, I can't say I don't have a stance because I do have a stance on this. 
Uh, but like, I don't have kind of the same experiences to review the the movie sort of thing. Um, like, I I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it handled the situation, like the situation and showing it. Like, it wasn't melodramatic. It was like handled everything and made it seem very real. And I'm not gonna lie, like this movie did upset me a little bit. Um, which honestly it should like there's no reason that someone or anyone should be treated like that whether you're white black pink purple whatever um but like i i fully enjoyed this movie and i think like they handled everything really well and like the reality is this was only in the 80 late 80s so like 30 under 40 years ago wasn't that it was 1992? Like he, no, was it was in the, he was arrested in the 80s and it was released oh, right. in the 90s. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, like, it handled, like, like, it was less than, like, it was in our lifetime, basically. Or at least mine, anyways, because I'm mm-hmm. older than all of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think it handled society things well, like, things going on in society well, and... Mm-hmm put a good light on it um, and like wasn't melodramatic and I think it's relative relevant to what is going on right now and the fact that there needs to be this change and there can't be this like skew in the system basically because mm-hmm. I mean you go through the movie and they basically implicated Jamie Foxx's character um, by threatening another inmate um with something he was scared of to basically put an innocent man away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I honestly, like, that does happen, and there's no way we can say it doesn't because we have seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah, I just, like, like, I don't have the same experiences that, like, you or Uchi would have sort of thing because, obviously, like, I'm white, so why would I have those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. It's just, it, like I said, it, like, Sam, you took some time to just kind of like collect yourself after, and like I like I also needed a little bit of time to collect myself because like like the scene where Herbert died, it upset me. Like he was probably well, like I know he was a minor character. I can't say character he was like a minor role in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's still like you you fell in love with these the care the way these people were portrayed as like characters in a sense because like it was technically mm-hmm. like a docudrama almost. Right. Yeah. Um. And like, it was upsetting. And I mean, I thought the part where Mike Michael B. Jordan, I mm-hmm. I almost said his name wrong. Um. Like how he flinched. It was it was very moving. And I like my thing also is like that was his first time he saw someone put to death on death row, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Um. Like you said, like how he was the only one who flinched. I think that also played a role in that because, I mean, probably a lot of those people who are there um, have seen multiple people put to death, so maybe not the same reaction. Right, but my Um, point is all of those people there were white. He was the only black person there. He was the only black person there. Um, And I'm sure that is very accurate to what happened in real life as well. um, My other thing I want to bring to light is with Herbert... Um, Herbert's character is that brings to light how like because he was a veteran right mm-hmm. yep. and he had PTSD and that right. just brings into the light of like 
how neglected and even now even today even today mm. like a lot like that is not uh, the help that people suffering with PTSD mm-hmm. whether they're white or black it's being disfunded and it's a program that should be disfunding it and those people need the help like they said you need to be in a hospital and not in a prison Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, Isn't that's it... something I'm glad you brought up, actually, Pam, because I was going to tackle that later if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and how inhumane it is that they had a system where they essentially pulled people into an offensive war. They let them get so like mangled in the head, and then they just left leave them out the dry, right? Like that mm-hmm. is leave them that on is the streets. Mm-hmm. That is a certain level of cruel. That is. Hey, isn't it but... ironic? That some people out here like, I love my military. I love my military. You know, the veterans are the real people. But when it comes time to support them and actually help them, where the fuck is the funding? Mm-hmm. No, it, it's nothing but... It, it's virtue signaling from the right. <laughs> it's such fucking virtue signaling. And it's <laughs> sickening. You know what? And I'm gonna speak from a place that, like... I... My mom worked with the military for the whole time she was a dental assistant. I had tons of friends for military. I still have tons of friends who are in the military. They come back from Afghanistan so messed up. And those resources are not there. And everyone's like, oh, the military, rah, rah, rah. But yet then they're not there to support the guys who are coming, guys and gals coming back with all these, after seeing what they see, right? After seeing what they see, after experiencing what they experience. Yeah. And guess what? Suddenly, we don't have the money for the military. It's it's not there anymore. It's it's disappeared. We can't help the veterans. But do you want this brand new bomber drone? It's amazing. <laughs> hey, do you, you know it'd be really cool to give the police? Let's give them a fucking tank or some shit. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck does the police need a tank? Well, that's like, why does Winnipeg police need a chopper? You know what Winnipeg police has? They have a yeah, fucking... Why. A phone scorpion. Hey. They also they also have an armored truck. Why? Yeah, the, it's Winnipeg. This isn't like Toronto or Vancouver. Like those cities, I could see because they're huge cities. But like Winnipeg, it you takes, can get across the city in thirty five minutes. We have a yeah. we have a military base here, and even that military doesn't have an armored truck. I don't think they do. I, I would they imagine they do. Probably they, they do. Two, I would imagine so. Like, wait, 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 wait. They took the money from the veterans fund and put it into the new shiny armored truck. <laughs> why? I don't know when Winnipeg, why if the indigenous people decide to leave their land? Oh, yeah, I, it, it, like the militarization of the police is obviously a whole separate issue that mm-hmm. needs to be tackled, right? Like, it's not like there's any one problem here. Like, And the movie did a good job sort of highlighting several of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost... Um, See- Yes, ma'am. We'll Here's my solution. Like we're saying, we don't have the money for the VA and all that. Here's my solution: cut all the politicians from their, you know, six-digit salary to a working man's salary, and put that money towards the projects that need to be funded. Oh, but why well, don't want to be like the poor people? Mm-hmm. You know, my solution is defund the police. It's, it's, it's just gotten gotten to a point for me where I'm just like, I don't yeah. know. Uchi Uchi would remember this when after the protest we got back 
Uh, we hung out with a friend, and he didn't. He didn't go right, but then he, he said, "Yeah, I'm not like I'm not gonna say his name or anything." But you know, he went on to say that um, you know he was like looking at us and he's like, "Why did you go to the protest? You know, nothing's gonna change." That's exactly what he said. And when he said that, I don't know, maybe it didn't bother Uchi as much, but like it hurt me a lot when he said that. No, do you know I? I, I, I like That's... I could understand where he was coming from. Because he just he's trying to be realistic or he's trying to just not give himself that hope, right? But then it just hurts me that so many people in our community already feel that way, where it's like mm-hmm. some people are trying to fight for change and the the others are kind of like, but nothing's gonna change. They're like giving up and rolling over yeah. sort of thing. And it's and like it's the like, thing the reality is is it takes one person to cause change. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Like you look at like think of it as like ripples in water. They start off small and then they grow. That's why, like he said that I didn't care. Do you know why? Because I'm gonna pick up the slack for him. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up his fucking slack. If he's like nothing's gonna change, then fuck you. I'm working twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are going to change the system. And like, I don't care how we we you you fight for the cause, right? Whether it's posting on social media, out on the streets. In the office on policies, we're making changes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not about to give up just yet. No, I'm gonna give up when I die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you put that's me six fair. foot under, that's when I'm gonna give up. But before then, I'm not stopping. Oh, uh, also, it's, it's... I should probably say this because I know someone in Africa is gonna be like, "Oh, what about African problems? You just ignoring them?" No, I'm not. Maoyan politicians, fuck you too. You're getting out of office. President fucking Mutaika is a racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You I gotta go too. Issue, I have this issue with, um, with I guess, the African countries in general. Because this is a typical like Wakanda versus the African-American situation. Where some, like some, not everyone, but some people in Africa feel that um, the African Americans aren't their problem, or like that, you know, they're like, oh, that's it. They're like, they're there, they're over there, or saying something like, you know, no one asked them to go over there, or no one, and they don't need to stay. They can leave and come back and live with us, you know, saying that the African Americans should leave and come to come back to Africa, and you know, it's me going like, first of all, to people who think like that, why would you want that to happen? They've taken some of us unwillingly as slaves mm-hmm. to that new land. And those people out there have fought their way up to a point, like they've they've gained inch by inch, right for right, to be equal there. And we're just, you know, we're just gonna be like, well, because you your ancestors got taken willingly and ours didn't, we're just gonna shame you for not coming back now that you have the freedom to come back. And the thing is though the thing is though, like essentially like this has become your home in a sense so it's like yes it's not like essentially the motherland in a sense but it's still like this is your home so why are you not gonna fight for your home yes well it's, they, they that's the I, best quote about this is the motherland the phrase the motherland they use that because they don't even know where they were taken from mm-hmm. their ancestors were split up divided families were yeah. torn apart they have mm-hmm. no way to track where the quote-unquote home is. So that's why Africa is known as the motherland. 
Mm-hmm. And I will say this from a West African point of view, because I'm from West Africa. Do you know how many African-Americans right now that I'm probably related to, but I just don't know? Who knows? That's a, that's a, solid, that's a solid question to ask. How many African-Americans right now in the States, in Canada, that I might be related to, but we just don't know? Because the records, there was no records. No, nothing. So that's that's just the thing. It's just it's so man, I don't know. I don't know. Well, and it's like like what Uchi was saying, how like people like you were saying how people there would be, are mad that you're like, what about our problems? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna say this now, right? One of the things I fucking hate the most is what about them? Fucking hate yeah. what about them. It's like hey, mm-hmm. Let's fight for this cause. Oh, why aren't you fighting for this cause in this other country? Why aren't you fighting about this? No. When you use what about ism, um, it's really just... bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. What you go on? A random white woman tried to suppress a black man again. <laughs> oh my god. We had to drop a random <laughs> joke in there. We've been we're going to continue being specific. But yeah, when you yeah. use what aboutism, it's just you trying to deflect from this society issues that exist in your system right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you being like, oh, what about what's happening in Hong Kong? What about what's happening in China? What about this? What about this? Yes, we all see it. And we're going to fight for those injustices, too. Mm-hmm. What, you think when we f- get racial equality, we're just going to be like, ah, right, time's up? No. No, it's not going to be like that. We're going to fight for the LGBTQ plus community next. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight for the communities in Hong Kong. We're going to fight for the communities in China being oppressed. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing stopping us. We're mm. done with just being stepped on. Mm-hmm. That's and, and I think that's probably that's like where our generation is different because. You well, know, see, and I think that's going to be a big changer is like when the the boomers are essentially mm-hmm. all gone, and it's like our generation and later, right? Yeah. Because you know you still get that you get that sense from both sides, right? You have the older generation on you know the in the black community just being like you know just just you know if the cops tell you to do something just do it you know make sure you have your keep your hair clean and cut and short always wear a suit whenever you're approaching a job interview for a white man like that's how they grew up right Mm -hmm. and i remember growing up too like when you know my parents or even uncles and aunties or whatever and they'd be like no one's gonna take you seriously if you don't wear a suit you know or things like that and obviously they're saying it from a point of like when they grew up where it's like no one ever takes a black guy seriously unless he has a suit on unless Mm -hmm. he has a short haircut unless he he talks a certain way or like you can't talk black you know what i mean like yeah when you talk to white people you have to talk with your you know white your white voice exactly i think that was addressed a little bit in the movie too like when uh michael b jordan's character meets Jamie Foxx's character. I th- mm-hmm. I think it was when where he's like, oh well, you can talk all white, mm-hmm. but ain't nothing. You don't know what's going on down here. Yeah, you can talk right. all it's white, that sort of but concept. they're gonna strip you. When Michael mm-hmm. B. When Brian walks into the prison and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm here for a conjugal visit. I'm a lawyer. I don't need to be strip searched. And it, do you know what they still fucking did? They're still they're strip still searched. Mm-hmm. That was so fucked up. Like that's so fucked mm-hmm. up. Hey, but don't wait. You know what? One thing this I did not like about that white police guard. Sees one murder on death row. And Tani's like, you know what? I'm going to give um, hmm. 
I'm gonna give him like pictures of his family. I've done my one good deed. Racism mm-hmm. is bad. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, it's like they made it seem like oh, it's just this easy. Where you it's like what? the change is not that easy. Like that's not how I... it happens. I'm not saying it's not that easy, but I'm saying in some cases it could be. It could be. Right? Because to watch somebody be executed in cold blood is a powerful enough moment that it can change people, right? That is a Yeah, it is a sharp enough knife that it can cut through that sort of level of cognitive dissonance that these people use to sort of shroud that racism, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to push back and say it, it's not always that easy. Some people are way deeper than that. But some people definitely could flip on a dime because people are a mess of convictions right. and ideas, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. And I you know what I'm using oh. as my pushback? Go for it. He still stayed in the exact same system that oppressed the poor black man. Mm-hmm. Oh, of yeah. course. Of course. I did my one good deed. I'm no longer racist. Mm-hmm. it's like fine on a personal level you might no longer be racist but the institution still fucking it exists. still is it still is and what you want in those institutions is people who aren't because that's what makes them fundamentally bad right is the people inside them what makes it fundamentally bad is the whole system it needs to be changed mm-hmm. torn down reformed made new mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before i interrupt with sam what were you going to say I was going to say, so I'm going to use this uh, this point in time to uh, talk about the corrections officer in, uh, uh, where was it? Jeez, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was during a Black Lives Matter protest. Uh, oh, the one in New York? Was it, in a, was it New York or yeah. Nebraska? I don't it was New York. It was. Fuck that guy. It was New York. Fuck he, that guy. He was a corrections officer, by the way, I should mention. Um, he and his nephew or his son or whatever, he had the son pretend to be dead. And then he put his knee on, you know, the son's neck, kind of recreating the what happened to George Floyd. And he had the Trump flag in the background and he was, you know, yelling, make America great again, while the Black Lives protesters were um, were doing that. He was mocking. This man was mocking the death of George Floyd. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they reportedly said, "Oh, they've suspended him." That's that's all they. Oh, uh, it's just a little suspension. Fuck. Yeah, no, he should bad. be fucking um, fired. It's, it's New Jersey. Yep. Yeah. So, um, he's a senior corrections officer. Well, that that's is the problem, right? Corrections officer is the people who are drawn to those kind of positions are the worst that society has to offer. It's the bullies from from elementary school, right? Mm. And they seek out those positions of power and take them. And that, yeah, so you kind of really need to... You need to change uh, the what am I looking? You really system. need to. You really need to have a, a different process set up. Yes, and maybe. because, let's be, let's be honest here, you're saying like you need to change the whole system. And I do agree with you. Um, but tactically, I think it's a bad idea, right? Uh, because you do have to think about how people on the opposite side are going to look at this. So you know, people on the opposite side can also get fucked. They're going to they're 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 winning for now, but it's not over yet. So they can get fucked. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that's not like the best discourse, but like I was just so fucking angry. I honestly didn't even know that happened. The whole thing with like the Trump flag and the all that, Trump. I didn't know that happened. 
like the one that you guys were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that happened. I mean, I've kind of been off social media for the last, probably the last week, just with stuff kind of going on in my family life that I need to deal with. So yeah, that that's kind of shocking for me to hear about just like now on the recording. Mm-hmm. Completely unsurprising, but it's last. Yeah. Do you know what represents how unsurprising it is? I'm going to say this. How at a protest against police brutality, the police use brutality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is not even shocking. No, it's not. It's literally not, right? Like, I've said this before, that Trump is straight up endorse, endorsing, like, fascist movements mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's how it went down in Germany. That's how it's going down in America. It can still correct course, but it's history repeating itself. I was going to say, yeah, like they tried to stomp out so much of like history and not that they didn't learn from their mistakes. And guess what's happening again? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best part, though. Um, the Georgia elections happened yesterday slash today. Mm-hmm. So many irregularities, irregularities. I don't fucking don't know how to pronounce that word right now. I can't irregularities. Yeah. Can I, yes. Can I, can I mention what actually got that guy to get suspended? What? It took on Tuesday, uh, Ice Cube, actually the rapper, mm-hmm. uh, called for both the guy. One of them worked for FedEx, and the other one was a corrections officer. So Ice Cube made a like a like a statement IQ, on IQ. air on Tuesday. Yeah that they have to be like they have to be punished for that for what they did and it was until then and then after he said it a lot of smoke blew uh just came up from that as well and then they were like oh yeah so now they they fired the the guy who works for fedex fedex fired him and then you know the other one just they said uh they're they're pending through an expedited investigation that's what they call it yeah so oh hey it works putting public pressure works yeah mm-hmm. but then it's just um, been ex- it's just an investigation just wait like a week until the next thing happens and suddenly maybe we go back to work and it'll be fine right yeah like it's like and was it buffalo i don't remember which fucking city it is where the cops pushed out a 75 year old man and right. he was bleeding on the streets right right and then the suspended two of the the off the two officers that did it right or right. fired them and then four other officers resigned in solidarity with the two cops i'm just like right also fuck? i'm gonna take this moment to actually call out an organization here in winnipeg i hope everyone's listening if Go you're listening it. listen to this assiniboine park zoo oh fuck them fuck <laughs> you i'm i'm not kidding fuck you i hope I hope literally you go bankrupt. I really hope you do. Because time and time again, you can check this. Assiniboine Zoo is purely white, by the way. Any level of minority. I've had kids that I've coached basketball that have had parents that have left the zoo because of similar situations like that. Where there's so much, quote-unquote, white politics involved with any everything. I was red flagged at the time because I had my hair braided. That's how bad it was. In 2019, when was that? 2019? 2018? 2018. Literally. And this is in Canada. Right? As soon as I took them out, what? One of them goes, oh, now you look more professional. 
And throughout the entire time, my job was to be an education programmer, which meant I was creating programs for outreach for the public to get to know the animals, get to know the zoo processes, whatever, whatever. I shit you not. Throughout the entire time I worked for them, guess what? Guess who the people they, they assigned to me were? It wasn't the white people. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They assigned to me the black kids from Sudan, the international kids that couldn't speak English properly, whatever. Those are the people they paired with me. That I, you know, let, let the one minority person we have handle the other minorities while we'll let the other white coworkers that he has handle the white people. That was what always happened. And all through that, this black whole Black Lives Matter has been doing, I'm pressuring everyone go check. What has the Cineboy Zoo said? No, probably some generic statement that we stand with Black Lives Matter. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now. I would not be surprised if they did not say anything. I, there's, I saw so much stuff on Instagram that I can't remember, if I'm being honest. Do they even have a Twitter? Yeah, they have an Instagram account. Let's look for a black square. There's no, no. black square. Oh. Guys, we're not even reviewing this movie now. We're just ranting for like 40, 50 yeah, minutes. No, Y'all are ranting, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think they posted anything about it. Nope. So, I don't... Th- that's but do you know why, it? Sam? It's because no. racism doesn't exist in Canada. We're perfectly uh, happy in normal society. I was like, according to Trudeau, it doesn't. I don't think Trudeau has done less I don't, I don't know what i'm trying to say he's the fucking leader of the country and he's like he makes these we need to do this we you need to make you're the, you're the fucking prime minister just mm-hmm. do it <laughs> yeah just don't lecture us just go do it yeah that that's the part that irks me take, the most about take him. nike's uh slogan there just do it <sighs> that's nike right mm-hmm. yeah do it do it <laughs> do it Anyways, the the where I don't know, man. Yeah, you know what, Mike, Pam, like you know, Jade, if you're listening, like I appreciate you guys because you guys. Are wait, people. wait, wait. Let's let's use yeah. a phrase oh, no. that we always hear. We always hear, mm-hmm. Michael, Pamela. You're not like the others. You guys are not like the others. You're the good ones. You're the good ones. You're yep. the good ones. You are. On that bombshell, let's give final thoughts about this movie because we can just keep <laughs> ranting forever. I was gonna say we really this really turned into a political podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't yes. even gonna try and course correct this one. I'm letting them get their therapy session. I was out. gonna say I feel like this one just like with the way the movie is and with everything going on, I feel like we had to be talk about everything going on. We're like, gonna it's... talk about all of this. And the reality open. is, this was a movie I think we couldn't have reviewed at a better time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. should we take a few minutes to actually try and break it down technically? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, as I'm it... being honest here. So I, thought, so I thought the color grading was great from a film perspective. Uh, the, the sound mixing has to be pretty well done. Do you want yeah. to comment on the performances, on the score? <laughs> oh, the performances. On... Okay, not performances. For, shout out for real. Everyone did a great job, in my opinion. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to get at, is the performances were fucking killer here. They yeah. were amazing. They did so fucking well. Amazing. And that's what I, when I said, like, there's no melodrama in this movie. Like, I was, I said that I didn't like, or I, did, I don't want to say I didn't like the movie. I didn't enjoy it, but mm-hmm. I was compelled by it. 
And yeah. that's the distinction that I want to make, right? Can um, I just... Go for it. I was just going to say, can I just say something? Jamie Foxx looks amazing with a mustache. <laughs> okay this is gonna Sorry. be very tasteless this is gonna be very tasteless but i need to bring this up i was gonna bring it up during the creed review but i forgot yes um there's a sequence when uh michael b jordan is lying down right mm -hmm. and um he's kind of like just sort of looking at his chest a little bit yeah. and i'm thinking to myself like this guy is so cut like all his abs are showing he's he's just ripped he's probably at like five percent body fat or less Mm -hmm. And he still has a double chin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. He was looking down, and there's like a double God. chin. I'm like, dude, that is just tragic. Like, okay, I'm gonna comment on this as someone who like that has to do with your jawline it and does. having like a recessed chin. Because like I don't have much of a chin. I and I mean I've lost a lot of body weight recently. I mean I look down and I have a fucking double chin. There's a reason I'm getting fucking chin fillers before the I end of the year. I must funny. say though, I do. I'm sorry. I am, however, jealous of him because he is such a good looking guy. But <laughs> that's besides the point. I mean, wait. I'm just saying uh, the man's is fucking handsome. He is he's, very, a, he's, a he is. he's a specimen. <laughs> he's a very handsome dude. Um, um, but I just had to bring that up. I was yeah, I was cracking up and I thought and I literally paused the movie and went, Oh my god, how the <laughs> fuck does he have it? how god damn dude. Like, I, can we talk about how nerdy he looked in this movie compared wait, to he did. Wait, wait, he can did. I just can I just say something amazing? He was also a lot smaller, like he Yeah, he was so much smaller in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um Michael's whole Michael B. Jordan thing reminds me of the time when I went to watch um, The Fast 8? I don't remember. Maybe. Whichever the one is where The Rock was in prison for a bit. And it, yeah, it was Fast 8 and then had to work with Jason Statham, right? Oh, yeah. oh right. And remember... Yeah, it was best friend thing. I remember The Rock ripping the sleeves off and I'm just there looking I'm like, am I straight? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying, The Rock's, like, arm game, though. Like, holy shit. I mean, but Jason Statham did a pretty good job. Ah, ah, ah. Here, we're talking about The Rock's arms. No, no, yeah. I, no, no I mean, Jason Statham's comeback to that, because The Rock does that, and he starts bench-pressing the sink, and Jason Statham says something like, oh, what's next? You're gonna take a bunch of bones and bang them on your bald head? And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I just want to say something. Yeah, yeah. Uchi, you can be straight and still appreciate another man's body. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's all. I will say, like, I, I have a lot of friends who are gay, lesbian, bi, pan, whatever. You know what? I am pro I'm probably one of the straighter ones. I can will still appreciate mm -hmm. a female's body. And I think that's something we really need to normalize in society is got straight guys appreciating other men's figures and features. I'm pretty sure I, that's a thing already. I think the bodybuilding community is by far the most acutely aware of this. Wait, yeah. wait. Um, You've seen that meme of like, I'll go to the gym. I'll get jacked up. So girls who want to me. Gets jacked up, just guys around him. Like, look at those yeah, arms, bro. Exactly where I was going <laughs> <Yeah>. with this. 
Oh, Wait a minute, well, see, I started bodybuilding and I look at men more than women now. I, was yeah. saying, I think it's also maybe women were a little more like oh, like vocal about hyping each other up essentially yeah. than guys are. You know what I mean? It's, no, no, yeah. Like, I, I miss my group of friends from back home. I'm gonna give a shout out to Andrew, I'm gonna give a shout out to Michael. Sorry, Mike. Other Michael. <laughs> other Michael. Not even other Michael, like my Michael from back home, great doctor. And I Third just Michael. remember. Mike, we'll just be playing football like FIFA, right? And just be like, hey, bro, you're looking good today. Like <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> it's oh like, hey, hey, bro, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if I was a girl, I'll date you. <laughs> he's hey, telling you to get out. That's what he's telling. <laughs> hey, bro, husband material. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, I, that used to be a thing for sure. Because even uh, growing up, I went to an all-boys school, right? So, like, whenever one of the other guys is getting ready for a date or something like that, as soon as he comes out looking all fresh, everyone's like, oh, my God. Like, we hype him up. Swoon. Right? We're like, we're like, like God damn. Uh, you know? like, okay, okay, looking yeah. sharp. Yeah, you know, someone will make a joke like, he's about to slay all our sisters. And everyone stops and looks at him like, nah, you're on your own with that, dude. Yeah, duh, but <laughs> stay away from my sister. Question. <laughs> yes. Where did the thing, oh, God damn, come from? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we did but actually I do would, a fight of us about this movie. Yeah, but I would say, just to Pam's point, to point that out, I would say, in my experience, just because I uh, grew up around a lot of women when I was growing up, I noticed that most of the time, guys have no issues hyping them up. Like, your guy friends would hype you up to get your ass kicked. That's how much they hype you up. Right, they'll tell you to go fight someone who looks twice your size and say, "What you, what you do? You're, you're no, scared. No. I'm like, sorry, no, no. I'm sorry, that's yeah. shit talking because you do that as well just to start fights for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I've done that to someone. Before. You're not looking out for the best interest there. I should do that. You're it's, looking for your own entertainment. I was gonna say that's an entertainment thing. That's an entertainment yeah. thing. Let me like it's yeah. happened to me. I someone lied to me. He's yeah. like, "Yo, you can kick his ass to get go." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I got my yeah. ass whooped. Whereas, I did no. to someone else. They're like, someone said something. I look. I'm like, did I let them say that about you? Like the disrespect. Oh my goodness. I've, yeah. Whereas I've witnessed situations, not like more than one. Um, and I appreciate it now because all of the feminist, like all the feminist movements, are moving towards this now, which is great. Um, where uh, I don't know some women who say they're quote unquote, I'm not, I'm not a feminist. Um they kind of lack, I don't know, kind of still hold on to the basic principle that uh, we are fighting each other for the resources or for the man or for the whatever. Um, I mean, now it's changing. People don't do that anymore as much. Um, but I noticed back that used to be a solid thing, especially growing up with a bunch of high school girls always in the house and they're just you know, I've I've seen high school girls literally tear each other apart over some dude that looked like Timothy literally tear each other yeah. apart. Yeah, like literally, straight up, straight literally, up, straight up scratches and like blood coming out from like the side of an ear and stuff like that. And it's like over this dude that probably is playing NBA two K at home right now. Or something. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy, but I I like that things are changing now. It's no longer that way anymore. Yes. For the women out there, if your boyfriend cheats, it's not because of the other girl. Your boyfriend is a dick. Yes. Okay? I'm letting you know that right now. I say, oh, been the- 
your boyfriend was in a relationship to begin with. Or, but if or did, can then, I, you know, kill two birds with one stone. But as you know. it, or from speaking from experience, when she damn well fucking knew he was in a committed relationship. Then I mean, it's just both are shitty still, people. <laughs> I know this before. It's harder on the woman than the man in those situations. So I'm just yeah. saying, no, the man's an asshole too. Don't <laughs> don't make it seem like oh she seduced him. That's why he did it. No, fuck no, that. No, 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 no. And my and the other thing is, I hate people who say, oh well, you know, if you put out more, he would have stayed. That's no, no. When they blame shit. when they blame the uh, girlfriend in yeah. that case, then that's not cool either. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't blame her for that. For no. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pam goes out. Pam's dropping more than the police kill black people. Oh my goodness! And on that really fucked up thought, let's actually do final thoughts. Yep, final mm. thought. Let's go. This has been a very interesting fuck. <laughs> I shall go first. I will give this movie a Finland. Oh man, I haven't even thought about what I was gonna do with this yet. This movie is a no. I was gonna say I need to look at a map. Yeah, I can just give you countries. Yo, Michael. Michael. What? What? Give this movie a Cuba. Cuba. I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) But yeah, no, this movie is this movie is it says out to say what it says out to say. Nothing I mean, more, this movie less. doesn't deserve it. This the movie doesn't deserve a Cuba, um, because <laughs> this movie is a Finland. Full yeah, stop. this movie you know, is I a movie cool watch. Way. I have a cool way to do to do mine actually. Uchi, using your body as the as the what the meridian, the 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 horizontal, whatever it is, um, the north. Using your body as the north south, put a black fist up. That's where mine is. Uh-huh. Yep. Top right. Yep. Top right. Put a black fist up. That's it. Using your body as the meridian. That's where I put this movie. Black fist all the way. Great. Good. Yeah. Um. It's. It was real. It, it. I can see it motivating young black people like us who watch it as well to just not give up and keep fighting for justice and keep fighting for what they believe. Um, and. You know, and it's also like a like a it's also something that you know white people would watch and be like, okay, you know, I, I like Brie Larson's character in this movie for that fact. Where there's one of the dialogue she has with one of the dialogue sequences she has with Michael B. Jordan's character, where she goes, you know, I will never understand what it's like to be you like to be you guys or to be black or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know I really had to do something when it felt like I saw a river of people like with people drowning and I just couldn't do anything to help them. And that's literally what it is. Like if you notice that again, I'm I'm there I'm I'm gonna be honest, they're your people. If you notice that your white people you're a good white person, but if you notice that your other white people have been responsible for not just the subjugation of black people, but of indigenous people, of people in other countries, things like that. Right now, it's the little Chinese kids that are making all your all the iPhones. But they've subjugated everyone else to such a degree, you cannot turn a blind eye to that mm-hmm. and just be like, "That's not my problem. It is your problem." And don't don't have the whole, "Well, that's not me. That's my ancestors or whatever." Guess what? Our ancestors fought for us to be free, and we're somewhat free, but not fully. 
But guess what? We're still carrying on that fight. So if we are still carrying on the fight that our ancestors started, I'm sorry. You should carry on that fight to fix what your ancestors destroyed or what your ancestors broke. That is your – it's on you. Like you cannot shy away from that responsibility. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Just the same way you fight to get that inheritance uh, based off of your donut mystery, fight to fix <laughs> – to fix the problems that your ancestors have caused it is your it is your responsibility mm. don't just pass it off like it's not related to you in any ways it's your responsibility yeah. but that's that's where that's where i'm gonna leave mine hmm? yes oh Uchi, you. you went first yeah i already went oh, wait yeah, i where? gave it a finland yeah oh right right yeah, I, I, I totally forgot that about that the seat sam was just that passionate and compelling yeah um, no my <laughs> message is pretty much this movie set out to give a message it did that it's better yeah. than a movie yeah i i don't i'm hesitant to give it a true ranking if i'm being honest yeah because i can't really I, i've mentioned it i've explained myself at this point right um not my not my cup of tea um but the fact that I was compelled by, or I did find it compelling, I should say, and that it did hold my focus. That's a bit like that. Something I realized about me is I do not stay focused during movies unless I'm really interested in them. Right. <laughs> um, so when it's sort of not a genre that I enjoy, but I was still gripped the entire time, that's significant. Um, so I may have not have been enjoying myself while watching the movie, but I was watching the movie and paying very close attention. Mm -hmm. So I will not give it a rating. I will just leave it at that. Yeah, I should, I should also add to mine before Pam goes that, um, at the scene where the judge is about to lay, like literally every scene where the judges are about to give a verdict, my internet fucked up and it just like. <laughs> My screen just froze, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that old white man, dude. That old white judge. Ah, that's like, there's two points in this movie where I got angry. One oh. of them was the white judge, and the other was the cop pulling him over for no reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those two those two hit me the hardest. Like, that, the, uh, what's his name being killed on the electric chair was mm -hmm. third, if I'm yeah. being mm -hmm. completely honest mm -hmm. about it. Um, the way that judge was presented with, like, cold, hard evidence, and yeah. he went, nah. And this still was like this guy was this white guy was coerced. Cor yeah, mm. it, uh, you know, man. Honestly, we we've already got into that. Yeah, it's institutionalized already. It's just mm -hmm. it's, that's all. Yeah. Um. So me 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 time. I go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain just stalled there. Sorry. <laughs> um. I'm gonna give it a Germany. Okay. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was well shot. The performances were really well. This the score was really good. Um, like I bought this movie. I didn't just rent it. Um, like it's a movie I'm gonna watch with my family at home. Like I enjoyed it. It definitely had like some shock factor, but I think that shock factor was needed to like get the message across that like things really haven't changed in the last thirty years since this all happened. And I mean, like maybe they've gotten. A tiny, tiny bit better, but overall, they really haven't, and things haven't really changed in the last 200 years, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they did just a really good job of it, and yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump says, that's all I gotta say about that. <sighs> okay. My aunt's done. Time to do uh, it. 
Oh my god. Okay. Also, just to point out uh, to you guys who maybe probably love the Assembly Park Zoo, uh-huh. uh, some white people decided to do a protest at the zoo saying justice for animals. Animals are individuals too. So that's Ooh. happening right now. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, continue. I'm just saying some white people are using this opportunity to remind um, people that animals are individuals too. So I, I find this very interesting. That I don't know what I think about zoos. Personally, yeah. I, I think they should be used for rehabilitation. Yeah. Personally, endangered species. I'm conflicted about zoos. I don't agree with them. I know what exists, but yeah, whatever. <sighs> yeah. I think zoos should be used as a teaching purpose, rehabilitation. Like, obviously, there's some animals that will never be able to be reintroduced into wild. Um, and like restoring close to extinction mm-hmm. populations. But the thing is, you should probably do that in the habitat that is native or yeah in a close to yeah we do not have enough time to talk about everything that's wrong with zoos no No. and i was gonna say we could talk about animal rights from an environmentalist point of view and then from my point of view as uh agriculture and degree right so yeah and then the one computer science person yeah. yeah, that's a whole that's a whole another political podcast episode. <laughs> Let's do what's that movie by the guy who did Parasite? Oh, Okja, Okja, yeah. we'll Okja. Oh, that, that would be such an animal rights political episode. Oh my god! Which one? Okja. Dude, at this point, a great movie. It's when, a good movie. We're not getting sponsors. After this, gonna... after this episode, we're not getting sponsors, and I'm I okay with that. I think we are going to get sponsors, but they would be sponsors that support the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think we would get very specific sponsors, which I would be okay with. Yeah. Um, recommendations? Plugs? Wait, uh, no recs, no plugs this week. I know we can okay. plug ourselves, but I just want to drop a great bombshell because he hasn't realized this yet. Mm-hmm. Sam. Yes. You are so fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> surprise Stop. surprise we recorded a different opening without you ah uh, i see okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for this week oh, this opening is staying but one day we're going to release the other opening recorded without you <laughs> Jeez. All right, cool, cool. I'm okay with that. i think a 15 minute rule applies from this point forward for the cold open starts yes yeah. we'll do that so sam Sam, look oh, at me. God. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the I captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Oh my god. But yes, let's plug ourselves. Ridiculous. Uh yes, you can find us on Instagram at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM. You can find us on Twitter at Northern underscore critic. Northern underscore critic. And we have a website that is just simply northerncritic.com where you can find a full list or catalog of all the films we've done. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on uploading those and it just keeps piling up week after week because I keep forgetting to to catch up on that. Dude, get your shit together. Um, But eventually a day will come when I'm just going to do a lot of writing and just update everything. But yeah um but yeah no uh, i think the last time i uploaded something was when we did uh think the dead don't die the last let me i'm actually gonna i'm gonna look up our website right now uh well you must use this person ever hey pam <laughs> yeah do you want to help me run the twitter 
sure. I don't have Twitter. Ah, uh, they're useless. Michael. <laughs> no. I would much rather run the Insta. I would much rather help oh, run wow. the Instagram. I am way behind. The last thing I uploaded was Inglorious Bastards. Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez. That's like six, eight episodes, dude. Yeah, way, way behind. Okay, yes, I'm gonna pick up on this. I'm gonna Dude, Inglorious Bastards is episode fourteen. That's almost ten episodes ago. That's nine episodes yes. ago. <laughs> Well, my life has been very busy recently, but I will up- I will update that for sure. Okay. Um, so- yes, Uchi, I can help you run the uh, Twitter from... You can tweet stuff, and I will just help you come up with shit. Plan. <laughs> Fair. I'll, I'll send you the login details later. Okay. On that note, let's wrap up. And yep. as I want to keep saying, defund the fucking police. <laughs> I feel like we need to end this with the Bad Boys theme song. I don't no, know why. No, I'm sorry. Bad Boys is canceled because they are cops. Remember, oh, folks? Oh, yeah, good point. Burn down a cop shop, that's how you get reform. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. We're going to leave the podcast with the white man saying burn everything to the ground. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. Okay, you guys. A violent radical left. Go I am the CEO of Antifa. The-